Hi, this is Aisha Goins, and you are listening to me live. Um, I'm just a little nervous today. I haven't been on the radio, and I don't even know how long. I haven't done a blog in upwards to three years. But here we go. We're going to do this show, and I'm going to just start with a little bit of what I've been doing so far. So I have uh, launched into cannabis, and so now I'm doing um, cannabis uh, in Las Vegas, Nevada. I am um, excited to say that it's going well. I have been privileged to work with some great people. I have no complaints whatsoever. Um, One of the things that I will say is I've had to, um, I work long hours, and that's been like a really hard thing. Um, I'm working 10 hours a day, six days a week, and to go to a place where I didn't, I didn't have to work. It's just been a really strange thing for me. So I want to talk also a little bit about being a parent that works. I've been having some problems with my son, and let me tell you this. This show is literally just about me getting my feet wet. um, I'm rusty as I don't know what. I'm nervous as I don't know what, and you'd think I would just be okay, but I'm not. So... If you're listening to this and later, um, just know that I'm rusty. As I, I'm rusty. So I'm working now ten hours a day, six days a week. And before this, I wasn't. I hadn't worked. I, I haven't had to work in years. Eleven years I've been independent. So for the first time in eleven years, I'm now working a job. And one of the most difficult things I've had to do is be away from my son. And as a mother. You think to yourself, things will just fall into place. You've put the pieces together. You've, um, my son is 12, so I've raised my child. I know what comes with it. But it turns out that being a single mom that works is really difficult. It's not simple. There is no real flow. And it's kind of nerve-wracking, to be honest. My son, he's used to his mother. He's used to having me at his disposal, to being able to, come home and I'll be here, I'll cook dinner or whatever because I'm, I'm a domestic kind of mom, but that's not the case. We've really just had to um, make some huge adjustments. And with that, my father has had to step in. And thank goodness my dad has stepped in because I really don't know what it would have looked like had he not. So I'm grateful for that. And then on the other hand, I've had to depend more on the teachers. And, you know, we always say that our teachers don't make enough money. Well, I can tell you, our teachers absolutely don't make enough money, especially considering how much I've had to depend on them lately. Um, My son has, he's going through puberty right now, and he's completely shifted. And I thought, you know, I don't know what I thought, but what I do know is this isn't it. So also... What has happened to me in the last few years is I'm still single. I'll stop being the dating guru, mostly because it just hurt too much. You know, when you're the dating guru, people, guys expect you to know more than they know. And you know what? They test you on it, and then they use you about it. And it just really became hurtful for me. So because of that, I've completely stopped um, being the dating guru. 
not that I don't believe it or my group, my um, book isn't out or anything like that. It's just that, you know, it hurt too much. I've gotten my feelings hurt. I fell in love. Um, and I couldn't obtain the object of my desire. Actually, I'm still in love. I still love him. But I've had to just kind of let it go. Um, he didn't believe that I was real. I don't really know how much real I could have been. And now I kind of just love him from a distance, and I had to deal with that. He, uh, we never had the opportunity to be together. Our friendship is still really well, but in the middle of what I thought could have been something, I don't know. We just really hit a huge obstacle, and it broke my heart. It broke my heart to a place where I can't even describe. Like, I never, when I divorced, it hurt. Um, hurt more not being a wife than it did being divorced from my husband. My husband was a good guy, but he wasn't the right guy, and I knew that. But I loved being a wife. I loved being a mother. All my life, all I wanted to be was a wife and a mother. I'm a career woman now, and I always tell people that wasn't even my plan B. Um, I never wanted to be a career mom, a career woman. I should say I'm a career mom now. I never wanted to have a career. I always wanted to be a housewife. I wanted to be what my mom was. Um, and so having to be 42 and not get my heart's desire has really been difficult. It's been one of the most difficult things last year outside of just getting my heart broken, which no one broke my heart. I should I shouldn't say that. I uh realized that there was a scenario that was going on that I didn't have any control over and quite possibly wouldn't be able to obtain, so I allowed myself to mourn the relationship. Um and I've come to terms with it and you know, we've had the conversation about it. But with that also in the last couple of years, last year actually I also mourned the idea that I wouldn't have a child. So as I said, all all I've ever wanted was to be a mother and to be a wife. I'm 42 and I'm not either. My son's adopted, so I guess I am a mom. But I wanted to birth my own children. I wanted more children. And so last year I had to come to terms with the idea that there's a ability that I won't be able to birth my own children. And It was a very difficult time for me last year, just kind of letting go of those things and understanding that we have to live with the cards that we're dealt with. And while all of that was going on, we were opening the dispensary and um, Cation had been accepted and... uh, so the last two years have been rough, to say the least. And I put on a lot of weight. I gained, like, 30 pounds. Um, and I didn't even notice it. I I just was depressed. I was going through so much, so much change, so many changes, because 
everybody tells you when you turn 40, you go through a lot of changes, but you don't know, like, I can't even explain it to you unless you get there. So when I turned 40, like, I just woke up and realized I was an adult. And every decision that I made would have consequences to not just me, but my child. I don't know what the hell I was doing in my 30s. I was just kicking it, I guess. But I just woke up and was like, you know what? You're a grown woman. And on top of that, this is the woman that you are. That was another thing, like just embracing the me that I am, this bohemian black feminist chick, and being okay with it and just kind of saying, fuck the world, because they don't give a shit about me. And if I don't care about me, nobody else will. And I just had to kind of like embrace that. And that took these last couple of years just being okay with being weird, you know, being okay with being theoretical, being okay with being analytical and being okay with being free-spirited and loving and carefree, being okay with all that. And on top of that, mourning the ideas and, you know, mourning lost dreams and grieving lost hopes. It was a really, it's been a huge shift, but I'm at the dawn of it, right? And at the dawn of it, it all feels great. At the dawn of it, I can say, you know what? This is me. I'm this girl. I'm fun. I'm silly. I'm smart. I'm engaging. I am innovative and I'm um, a risk taker and I'm passionate. And I'm all of these women. I'm all of these things. And all of these things came from the women before me. And they paved the way for it to be okay to be this woman. I can be loud. I can be boisterous, I can be unapologetic, and it's all okay. I killed that girl, I killed her off, and birthed this one. And this one's a little rocky. He's <laughs> I am now is a little, I'm a little less um, diplomatic and a lot more in your face. I'm a little less caring about others and a lot more caring about me. But I find the more I care about me, the more I can offer others. So sometimes it's not even about caring about people, but it's more about believing in people and being available for growth and and offering opportunities. And I realize that I don't have to conform to be that girl. I can be the me that I am, still be available. And... Oh, my God, I cannot believe I'm recording all of this. But maybe someone somewhere can breathe a little easier knowing that they're not crazy on themselves. They're not the only ones crazy. They're not the only ones strange. They're not the only ones that are calling themselves bohemian black princess, bohemian black feminist woman. I'll never, ever, ever say I don't need a man because I do need a man. I need many men in my life, um, but as a feminist woman, what, as a black feminist woman, I think it's a little different because uh, I believe in a feminist movement, but as a black woman, I understand that I'm best served when I'm supporting my brothers, my uncles, my nephews, my fathers, my preachers, my leaders. I'm best served when I'm in that support. It doesn't make me less of power. It just makes me... It lets me understand that this is my best space. 
I'm not saying I'm subservient and I'm not saying I'm submissive. I am submissive, though. But what I am saying is in my strength and in my power as a woman, it doesn't make me less your equal because my best gift is serving. It doesn't make me less your peer as a man because I'm pleasure in serving. What I understand now, right now, is that I am support, and I'm freaking good at it. And as being a support, I can still be an equal. I can still outthink you. I can still think at your same level. I can still run at your same level. It doesn't make me less of a woman or less as a 21st century woman just because I'm powerful at serving. And you know what else I found out? As I'm getting ready to close, it makes me even stronger that I know how to love wholly and fully. So this is Aisha Goins, and I'm back, and I'm back unapologetically. Have a good night. <laughs>